talking and it don't make sense Tell me what it's all about The truth is stranger the closer you get To the who, what, where, when, how Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Guess what I heard Guess what I heard I don't know if we want to just start rolling here. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's roll it. Roll it. Roll it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this is Know What I Heard. I'm Jamie. And I'm Monique. This is Tidbits. But not only just any tidbits. No. This is the 21st episode of Tidbits. So we're we're having like a 21st birthday party for Tidbits. Yes. And we've been drinking for a <laughs> a reasonable amount now. We were on the phone for over an hour prior to this. Drinking straight Drink. tequila. Yes. And I am officially warm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my, f- my face is red. Yes. I did it is. venture to the bathroom and take a little looky-loo in the mirror. And I was like, oh, I have tequila cheeks. <laughs> mm. we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. Yep. We're so you'll hear a lot of this. Yeah, a little, a little clickety-clackety-clackety. Clickety-clacks. We'll see what happens. It's a big night. 21 of these with you. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. It's been a long time now. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Kid Brits. Tiddle Brits. So are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm as ready as <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly coherent. So yes. Yeah, I'm ready. First of all. Before we even get into this, I just want to give a giant shout out to everyone who listens, Mm -hmm. but specifically to the UK and Ireland. We keep getting more and more listeners there, and I freaking love it. We love you. I don't know who you are, but I just effing love you and appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you. I love you and your accents. And if you've listened to the show at all, you know that we have a running joke that we loosely mention Sophia Bush in every episode. Mm-hmm. But she actually just got engaged. There's a real story about Sophia Bush. She was just engaged. But congrats to whoever the fuck her fiance is. Mm-hmm. Big win for you, man. We'll see, we'll see you guys at the wedding. <laughs> You want to be my plus one? Yeah, well, duh. I'm sorry, but if you got invited to the Sophia Bush wedding, yeah, I'm your plus one. So this first story, it's one that I really, really wish I had more info on, but I have enough info that I think it's fucking fantastic. So there is a 28-year-old man in South Carolina that was arrested after he was filmed giving a child a face tattoo in a McDonald's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. need any more details no, than that? I think absolutely not. We can pretty much run with that yep. and go from there. Yeah. But there weren't any details. I don't know how old this child was. I don't know who this man was to the child. 
All I know is that authorities were alerted after the video was posted on social media of them of him giving this child the tattoo and he's been charged with illegal tattooing and underage tattooing, which I did not know were. I didn't know that those were laws. I guess it's good that somebody once said, Hey, like this person's way too young to get face tattooed. Yeah. Like, and I, I would love to be like, yo man, what you in for illegal tattooing in a McDonald's playhouse. (laughs) I was going to say, well, they were coming down the slide. Yeah. And I was like, just as they went by, I just fucking tattooed every just little shit that came down. All the ankles <laughs> of all of the children as they came down the slide. I love it. Oh my god, what ta- does it say? At least what they were getting tattooed. No, it just oh, says that on. it's a face tattoo. Well, so I don't know I if it was the Hamburglar or Grimace. Like there, I have so many questions about this story, and there were yeah. no or just details. the golden arches. Yes, exactly. Like on the forehead. And or like the cheek. Why McDonald's? Um, why was nobody giving a shit that there was a tattoo gun in a booth or whatever? Like, how was no one responding to this? Like, prior to the whole thing happening. Now, I don't know if this was like a prison tattoo with like a big pen or <laughs> no. if this was a legit tattoo gun, but somebody would have heard that shit and been I'm like, completing the ritual of Tatao. <laughs> like no you're not with the bamboo get the fuck out of here his hand was like greasy from french fries and he slips and there's like a line up this kid's forehead <laughs> maybe he was like, just tattooing eyebrows maybe he didn't have eyebrows maybe just the, maybe it was just, just like makeup tattoos maybe it was a unibrow mate <laughs> fingers crossed right here's hoping uh i don't know i have so many questions about what was happening me too me too. Um, and what employee was like, or no, I guess no employees. It was all after this was uploaded to social media and somebody was like, hey, <laughs> seems to me this is a little strange. Till somebody saw it on Insta that anybody even noticed that there was something wrong with the situation. Right. And it didn't say if this was a three-year-old or a 17-year-old or what was happening. Right. If they were like, yeah, I want a tattoo, man. Let's meet at Mickey D's and settle this. There's no details. But yeah. a face tattoo, McDonald's. McDonald's, South Carolina. Yeah. The trifecta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, tri- the trifecta. <laughs> okay. So that's the first one. Story number two. My face is even redder. Okay, so there was a 45-year-old man in the UK that has been charged with making over 1,200 calls to the National Health Service hotline, which is similar to like 911 here, but it's just for non-emergent calls. But all of this was to indulge his foot fetish. (laughs) So... Calling Dr. Scholl. Yes. So he likes talking, or he likes hearing women talk about their feet. He would call, it's in the UK, it's called NHS 111, this phone service. So he would call and basically talk to these nurses or whoever was on the line and get them to talk about their feet. 
he'd be like, I'm a little old lady. Like he was pretending like he, he was this elderly woman. <laughs> so he <laughs> pretended that he was a woman, first of all. Would use false names, false addresses, false ailments. And his whole goal was to listen to, like somehow direct the staff to talk about their feet. Hello, I'm Elaine Cumberbutton. <laughs> And I like to talk about my bunions. Do you have bunions? Do you have plantar fasciitis? Oh. <laughs> have you ever heard of hematos, dear? <laughs> <clears throat> Tell me more, would you? In full detail, if you don't mind. Is it at the fourth or fifth toe? Did it get roast beef or go home? <laughs> I can't. What do you mean? What do you mean this is not about you? <laughs> yeah. Just I want to hear a little bit more about your feet, dear. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Our accents are always spot on, for starters, for sure. So because this, like, creepy fuck would lie about who he was, where he lived, and all this stuff, he was really hard to track down, but staff was pretty much on to him. <laughs> so not only did he waste the time of the staff, he actually ended up costing the NHS over $30,000 in charges. What? Because whenever he would call... The calls would result in return calls from the clinicians, which cost money. And then even ambulances were dispatched to some of these fake addresses that he was using. So he was like truly wasting the resources. What exactly what is he saying about these people <laughs> that required I, an ambulance? I don't know. I believe my feet have fallen off. <laughs> There's just one line over there by the loo. I may have gone Australian. I am not sure. I'm not sure what happened. Did I go? There's a possibility, Mike. You're just all over the world. So we're sticking with another UK story. There was a 67-year-old 60, man who was trying to rob a bank, okay? But the staff couldn't re read the note that he gave them demanding money because his handwriting was so bad. So he was like, yeah. And they're like, wait, what, sir? What? I don't I can't read this. What? What? So then they asked for clarification about what he was requesting. Because they're like, wait, what? We can't read this note. And he's like, fuck it. And he got frustrated and just left. <laughs> That's so typical. Yeah. I mean, I would be like, eh, oh. never mind then. Pip, pip, cheerio. Bye. <laughs> Crumpets. What do I just do? Yeah, sure. Son of a bitch. After he left, like he got frustrated and he left, they were able to figure out what the note said. And so they turned it over to police, but they weren't able to necessarily like figure it out right away. So he waited a whole week and decided to try it again <coughs> at another bank. He was committed. Clearly. This time it worked. And he, okay. ro he actually robbed another bank. He got $3,300. Pounds? I believe that's U.S. dollars, but oh. I, I don't know. In Maybe like 20, 20 
six, twenty seven hundred pounds, probably. Oh, look at you. Pounds. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Math McStevens. Now I want to know. So while we're talking about this, I'm going to look it up. So he tried for a third bank, but the the teller actually challenged him and it was like twenty four, twenty four hundred pounds. Ooh. So I was I was close. I was close, but not quite. You're so smart. That's true. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, he, third bank. He tried at a third bank, but the teller was like, eh, I don't know, sir. I don't know. And so, again, he ended up leaving the bank. But at this point, this is the third freaking bank that he's been trying. So the police were hot on his trail, and he actually ended up getting arrested. And he pled guilty to one count of robbery and two counts of attempted robbery and received a six-month sentence. Six months? Yeah. That's it. Damn. This is actually a pretty common thing that a lot of people try to rob banks, but their penmanship can't be read. One of the best stories I've ever heard about somebody trying to rob a bank is somebody slipping a a note into the (laughs) drive-thru. Into the drive-thru. They're just waiting out there like. And they they drove up to the drive-thru. They wrote a, give me all your money. This is a robbery. And they put it into the drive-thru thing. And the teller just pulled it out and read it and just looked at them and started laughing. And (laughs) they realized what they had done and drove away. Are you ready for the final news stories? This one's a little bit science-y, but I thought it was really interesting. I love science. Do you? I love science. So I thought this was really fucking cool. So in Dubai, scientists are literally making it rain. And I don't mean at the strip club. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I mean. They don't have strip clubs. They are truly making it rain. So temps there often get over 155 degrees Fahrenheit. Which, I don't know what that is, Celsius, but it's effing hot. So, the government decided, hey, we're going to intervene. And they're now using electrical charges from drones to manipulate the weather and force rainfall. Right? Dude, that's crazy. So, this new method of technology is actually called cloud seeding. And it shows promise in helping to mitigate drought conditions around the world. The United Arab Emirates receives only four inches of rain a year. Four inches. That's it. Four inches. I don't know how that goes to centimeters, but it's not a lot. Like, we get that in an hour here. The government in Dubai is actually regularly going to be zapping these clouds to generate rain and they're hoping that it will help alleviate some of the heat some of these like massive heat waves that they experience and it might actually end up helping climate change which is pretty cool okay okay so and this whole thing is called rain enhancement science which i'm sure we'll be hearing more and more about mm-hmm science and change in the world normally on this riveting program we do a segment called this week in history this week week i said who fucking cares 
Nobody gives a shit what happened this week in history. This week I decided to go a different route because I got sucked into a little list of the best names of cities in the United States. And I wanted to talk about those. Yes, let's do it. Yes, I love this. I love lists. I love lists. Do you love lists? Okay. I love lists. So- here were some of my favorites. Are you ready? And and they included, I was able to find some of the stories as to why they had these names. I'm ready. Should I do a little drum roll? You already did, but yes, do another. Bam. If we were to say meet up wherever we would meet up, Ohio, Pennsylvania, I don't know, in an RV and we were to take off across the U.S., these are the, some of the places we would go. Okay. Bacon Level, Alabama. Bacon Level. Yeah. Where did they get that name from? Like bacon, delicious, level hanging a picture. And according to some source, the name of this town stems from outlaws that were active in the area, like in the 1800s, where this town actually kind of levels out and crooks got their bacon by robbing traveling pioneers. Mm. Thus, they came up with the very creative name, Bacon Level. Okay. All right. Okay. Some of the stories around the names of these are so... (laughs) Ridiculous? Yes. Or just so... I don't know. Just so something. I don't know. I can't think of the word because... Fucking hell. (laughs) you can't think of words i can't so the next town on our hypothetical road trip side note if anybody Mm. lives anywhere near these towns and has t-shirts from these towns let me know let me know okay so next up is boring oregon boregon it it kind of like markets itself as like the most exciting place to live, obviously, as you would do. Mm-hmm. I like it. Then there's Ding Dong, Texas. No, you'll fit right in. <laughs> so this apparently got its name because there was an uncle and a nephew <laughs> named Zulius and Bert Bell. Orange Zulius, come on, who opened a country store. In that area in the 1930s, in addition to bells, their store sign contained the word ding dong, but they had the bells that like ding dong when he walked in. So the community just kind of decided that ding dong would be the name of the town. Hmm, I like it. I feel like I came from ding dong, Massachusetts. but I feel like I came from Booger Hole, West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> this is where... If there is a shirt from Booger Hole, West Virginia, I Please. fucking need one. Yes. I wouldn't mind one from Ding Dong, Texas either. Just just throwing it out there. Please. So there's a couple towns that like when I was looking into this that there's actually some history about the boogeyman, which is where the, the booger portion. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it boogie hole then? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. 
But according to legend, Booger Hole, West Virginia got its name from like several murders that happened in 1917. And the townsfolk formed a mob to find the boogeyman who (laughs) who was behind the killings. So thus, Booger Hole, West Virginia. There's also a Booger Town, North Carolina. We could wear, like, if we were on our road trip, one could wear booger hole and one could wear booger Yeah, and then we'd be like, Hong Kong, and point to our shirts, be like, mm-hmm. And then, like, the 13 people in the town would be like, what? Yay. Yeah. There's OK Oklahoma. So it's OK, OK? OK. OK. There's Bug Tussle, Kentucky. Bug Tussle? Like, Bug Tussle. Bu- like, you're so fighting with a bug. Two bugs fighting. Yeah. Got it. Okay. The story goes that this town got its name because people who were in the town kind of working seasonally that came to help, you know, work on farms or whatever, slept in hay and Ooh. they were infected with doodle bugs. Ooh. Not 100% sure what a doodle bug is. But I don't care. I don't want I know. don't want them on me in no. my hay, my hay bed. Nope. Agreed. These workers were would often complain about the doodle bugs, and I'm assuming the bites. Like I'm not really sure what the complaint was, um, but they would they <laughs> the would complain. Com- <laughs> they would complain about having to tussle with these bugs in order to sleep. Thus, bug tussle, Kentucky. Okay, I feel like that part of the world is naming naming their towns really strange things. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I mean that part of the country. There's Hell, Michigan. Hell, Hell Michigan? Okay. Yep. There's okay. Intercourse. Pennsylvania. Is it Pennsylvania? There is an Intercourse, Pennsylvania, for sure. Is yes. that the one that I'm looking at? I don't know. Yes, it is. It is Intercourse, Pennsylvania. I have driven through it. There's a lot of people that steal the sign, naturally. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Like, the, the original meaning of the town was of intercourse, I guess, is described as fellowship and social interaction in the community of faith. <laughs> now, not Amish so much. Towns. Yeah. In the dead center of, like, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Knock'em Ohio? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, we're going to go. Knock'em Stiff. Again, on our road trip. A road trip, yeah. Journey. For sure. This was a popular place for moonshine. So it just kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does a lot of yeah, fighting. Knock stiff. And I had to mention peculiar Missouri because I'm a Missouri girl. <sighs> yeah. The story behind it is that in the 1800s, townspeople came up with three different names and they submitted them to the postmaster, but all were like rejected because the, all of the names had already been in use. So they were like, fuck. What are we going to do? So the postmaster ended up sending a letter to the postmaster general saying, we don't care what the name, what name you give us so long as it's sort of peculiar. And it just stuck. Peculiar Missouri. Missouri. So the postmaster general had actually responded in all the land. It would be difficult to imagine a more distinctive, a more peculiar name than peculiar. And so they were like, okay, that's it. So it's stuck. Perfect. I like that one. There you go. It's a good one. And last but not least, 
PP Creek, which actually we mentioned in another story because we there did, was. yes, because somebody was somebody driving, riding a bike from PP Creek to some poo poo somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So this is PP Creek. Where is it? PP Creek. It it's in Ohio. So PP Creek, Ohio, that was where the destination was. And apparently, the the legend kind of goes that there was a, a man named Peter Patrick, whose names were. Or his initials were PP, and um, he had carved his initials on the tree. Um, it was kind of considered graffiti at the time, but it just kind of led to the name of the town, PP Creek. Awesome, I like it. And there you go. So there's also a scratch ankle, Alabama scratch ankle. Yeah, and there's a why Arizona and a why not North Carolina. There's all <laughs> kinds of cool ass names all over the country. Love it. I do too. I think we should take a tour and go Definitely. visit these little towns. Definitely. And I love this list thing. So maybe we should interchange some stuff sometimes. Yeah, I love it. I the like this week in history gets sometimes old and as we repeat the years we're not going to be able to keep doing them right so i do like lists i love lists okay are you ready for this week's what What? Mm -hmm. What? i feel like we should harmonize it what is deja vu what is it I, I would love to know because I experience it so often. In fact, I experienced it this past weekend. So if you're not familiar, deja vu mm. is the feeling that you've experienced something before while at the same time knowing that you haven't. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the French term actually translates to already seen mm-hmm. in English. And because it only lasts a few seconds and there isn't really any sort of warning sign that it's going to happen, it's very hard for it to be studied. So while researchers want to study it, it's very complicated. Um, but there's a few theories about what it is. Would you like to hear them? Absolutely. I love that enthusiasm, Monique. I am enthusiastic. I know. It's kind of annoying. Will you do a herky? What's a herky? You know what? It's a cheerleading move. How the fuck would I know what a cheerleading move is? I don't know. So, there are several theories about this, about, like, what deja vu is. So, Mm -hmm. number one is that it's actually a problem with memory, which would be a situation where you experience something but can't consciously recall it. So, when you come across something similar, you recognize the familiarity but can't call up the actual memory. Okay. The second theory... Excuse me, I just burped a teensy bit. Okay. I don't really burp. That's probably not a great sign. Okay, so... (laughs) Second theory is that it's caused by a timing mismatch or interruption to your ongoing stream of processing a current situation. For example, Monique, if you were just cruising down the road... And you passed a new restaurant and you glance at the restaurant, but at the same time you get a text and you look away at your phone. So you don't fully register what you saw, like as far as the sign and the details of the restaurant, 
when you see the restaurant, you have the feeling that you've seen it before because you just did, but you didn't actually. What? I don't buy that one. I don't buy that one. I get it. I get what they're trying to say, but I don't buy that one. It doesn't fit. Yeah. Doesn't no, fit that I thought the same thing because it's like you like, mm. you did experience it a second ago, but you don't have a conscious memory of it. But that doesn't make sense if you are having deja vu about something. Or that, a person or in a in a situation, like a whole thing. So the third theory is that it's actually caused by many seizures. <laughs> womp womp. That would make sense to me. People with epilepsy are known to have frequent deja vu experiences, which I didn't know, but I found that very interesting. No, and I, it's weird because I have frequent deja vu experiences. Huh. And, and actually deja vu is more common in younger people, which is kind of an interesting weird. thing. But the mm-hmm. brain, they think it just kind of misfires a bit and causes a sensation that it's just simply kind of a glitch in the brain, that it's nothing more than that that you're just kind of huh weird but i was gonna ask you have you ever felt it's not really the opposite but it's something that i have experienced a lot over my lifetime that you just feel like you're not somewhere yes like you have that oh my god i hate that feeling it happened from what i understand though that's an anxiety that's a true, really? that's an anxiety thing. Yeah. Um, it's, a. it's called, um, um, disassociation. Okay. So you, you feel like everything is happening around you and you're not there. It's like, it takes you a second and you go, whoa, it, it doesn't feel like I'm here right now. And it takes you a second to kind of go assess your surroundings. Yeah. Yes. And kind of go, yeah, I am here. Okay. Like mm-hmm. you just feel like you're detached from it. But yeah, it's called, I think it's called disassociation and, um, I, my brain expands on that a little bit. And there are times where I feel like I'm, I'm in something that everything seems fake. Hmm. Initially that feeling is like, Oh, I feel like I'm not here. Like what's going on. The longer that disassociation feels or the disassociative feeling feels, the longer it happens, the more fake everything feels. It's very strange. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very weird feeling to just be like, okay, I need like 10 seconds to just like let myself focus, register that I'm here and kind of let myself catch up. Yeah, that's that's an anxiety trait. That's anxiety. That makes sense because I'm a very anxious person. Yeah, it's a very weird feeling. And so is deja vu. Mm -hmm. But very much so. And like I said, it's. It just happens so quickly and there's no trigger. It just like, it's kind of a fleeting thing. So it hasn't been able to be. Yeah. You literally have to have somebody on like a brain scan all the time. Yeah. Just going through life and then be like, there was a deja vu feeling. Yeah. For 10 seconds out of like eight years. So it's just kind of a bizarre thing, but I think most people have experienced that at some point. So interesting. It's very interesting though. That's this week's what? and that's that's all i got i had fun i did too all right thanks for doing tidbits 21 thank you it's always a pleasure here's to 22 and a bunch more so thank you for listening monique definitely it's always a pleasure (laughs) yes godspeed jamie always
You keep it real now. <laughs> Ooh, so much tequila. <laughs> You're a real lady. I mean, so far it works for me. No, you would. You would You would pee your pants. I mean, uh, probably. Look at us. Look at us. I know. Just a little tiny baby hurricane. A category. <laughs> you were not a lady tonight. I beg to differ. I'm just kidding. God, uh. Here's a shirt from Booger Hole. I love you. I love a TikTok. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tidbits and supporting Know What I Heard. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Five-star ratings and great reviews help us out immensely and are greatly appreciated. Like the Facebook page at Know What I Heard Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, anything at all, please send an email to knowwhatiheard at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time, hey, know what I heard?